you don't mind doing a quick intro, letting the people know who you are and what you do. My name is Richard Zimski. I'm the owner and technical lead of Tragic Media. We are a software and technical consulting agency based here in San Diego. Uh, we help businesses and entrepreneurs build and support uh, any of their technical products from e-commerce to web uh, applications, uh, hosting and everything in between. Amazing, man. What was the inspiration behind uh, starting this? Um, so I was working in the industry for a while. Uh, I had kind of hit a growth ceiling where I wasn't able to get the career growth within my existing role. It happened to coincide with the 2008 uh, recession and I just wasn't finding other opportunities. So at that time I started growing my own consulting, um, doing things on the side, helping businesses, uh, and that really started to take off. And so I quit my full-time job at the, um, digital agency I was at and I went full-time into my consulting and then over about the course of a year or so that consulting really started to catch fire and so I hired two developers and then just started growing this this agency that I'm running today. Awesome and so you got in a little bit before the sort of wave of people getting in the space and kind of clouding it in that regard. Yeah so one of the things that I had seen is when I started this company there were there were not a lot of software development agencies, technical consulting agencies, you know, is very much like design agencies, marketing agencies, SEO agencies. And there's kind of this gap in the digital service industry. Um, there were some like overseas uh, engineering solutions that were popping up, um, but nobody that really was focused on kind of that long-term consulting technical leadership for an organization. Um, and there were a lot of limited like software agencies in like even in the US, you know, and a lot of those were even focused around very specific uh, solutions that they were offering or very specific frameworks. And our approach is to be uh, very senior level generalists. So we work with a wide variety of frameworks and a bunch of different solutions. And so when a new client or entrepreneur comes to us, we can really understand what their needs are, what they're trying to grow long-term and put them in the best solution for their specific business instead of trying to fit them within the box that we're most comfortable with. That's beautiful. Uh, so you're saying you kind of curate the or not curate, you facilitate the goal or the vision of the entrepreneur it, through your filter that you've developed over the years. Uh, I'm curious to hear about the filter. Like what are some of the elements? What are the core values that you operate from? Oh, that's great. Um, and yeah, you definitely hit it on the head there. Like, you know, we really focus on helping like non-technical founders specifically, ones that don't have their own CTO or their own engineering team. And so they have this vision of what they want to achieve, but maybe not the roadmap to achieve it. Um, so we help them kind of build out that roadmap. Uh, one of our big focuses is on um, value that we provide to the client. Uh, we have a really wide mix of uh, experience across the B2B and B2C landscape. And so we can kind of architect the right team, you know, depending on what industry the person's in and everything like that. Um, and then we really help to understand what their vision is, uh, you know, for the functionality, for the design. Um, and then we build out that roadmap for them and kind of lead them along that. And so um, our focus is, is really on, you know, using the frameworks that are going to help us build things quickly and help the client scale over the long term. So it's really about understanding, like, you know, where are you trying to launch? How big is your product at launch? And how big do you want to get it, you know, over the next five years or so? And making sure that the infrastructure that we're laying down for them has that ability to scale the way that they want to scale. Because we don't need to build a huge infrastructure if the business is relative, going to stay relatively small. You know, we don't need to right. put all that in up front. So it's about, you know, really understanding where they're trying to go and what key components are going to add the most value to their business. 
What's a recurring sort of theme that you've observed over the years working with different startups and, you know, specifically in, in, in the context of, or specifically in the category of failing, like why, why do certain startups and why do certain young entrepreneurs fail? And in your sort of experience, where do you think they go wrong? Yeah, no, that, that's awesome. Uh, it's it's funny because that's, you know, kind of where our name actually came from is uh, so many non-technical founders have problems finding that right technical team to achieve their vision. And a lot of times they'll go through two or three, you know, different engagements with developers, whether they're individual developers or using like Upwork or, you know, even engaging with other agencies and just what is built is not what they're trying to achieve. So a lot of the times it's about finding that uh, company or that resource that really understands your vision and has the experience to help you achieve that vision. Um, and I think that's where a lot of non-technical founders go wrong is just that they get stuck with somebody that can't actually uh, execute their vision. Maybe they kind of understand it, but they can't actually you know facilitate that themselves. And that's how I've built my team is uh, a bunch of different experts that can all work collaboratively to build really high-end uh, software products. Um, and then the other side that I think that young entrepreneurs really go wrong is they really focus on that product build and like getting this thing out to market and they don't really have that long-term planning of their marketing and sales budget. So once they launch it, they realize, oh, well, I need to get users onto this. I need to pay ads, I need to you know, do other marketing things, and but they've already spent all of their budget in the development of building this really great product. And it's amazing if you have this really great product, but nobody knows about it. And if people don't know about it, you're not gonna be able to grow your business. So it's really about balancing the marketing and sales with the development and you know feature growth of your company so that you can make sure those work hand in hand uh, to work you know with your growth trajectory. I definitely agree. And just to provide a little bit of insight, I'm kind of going through that process at the moment where you know, I could definitely relate to um, everything you said. Um, I'm working on a startup right now that my buddy and I started. And, you know, we, we, we had similar challenges where we have the idea, we have the vision. We don't come from technical backgrounds. Right. Supply chain finance person. And he's sort of um, he's sort of in the tech world, but not in the development world. So mm -hmm. he has an understanding, but maybe not the, the skill sets actually develop the product. And so we kind of went through the same um trajectory where you know we have we have meetings with these um these uh independent developers and we're kind of having to explain to them and give them the documents and everything and we really first of all it wastes a lot of time and it's yeah. a lot of effort to go through that process with each individual developer because some may be good at one thing some may be good at another thing you know one's good at back end one yeah why design or the mock-up right it provides you the mock-up but then what then you then you have to find someone else right so it's the whole process and i really um i really appreciate what you've created in that regard it's an entire ecosystem where you know you can get most of your needs met from idea to launch yeah so, um if we could talk about that process you know how how did you curate that team because that's an important aspect in any business in any startup having the right people on board so how you as a person how did you determine who was right to have on the team um you know uh for us you know and i think a lot of businesses it's definitely a mix of, of culture and talent and uh you know experience and where they uh, want to go with their with their career growth and everything like that um and kind of to what you had uh mentioned before there's a lot of nuances in the development world and i think there's this kind of 
misnomer about the you know full stack developer that can do everything and everything you need but like you know within that there's a lot of areas where maybe they can get the job done or kind of do it but maybe they're not experts and that can actually end up you know drastically affecting your end product you know if they are very more on the back end and they can kind of get the front end done but um, that's not where they really focus then you know your experience might not come together as strong as what it should be and then on the you know flip side if they're more front end not as enough back end then you know your uh, your solution might not scale because they don't have that experience to build that back end architecture the way it needs to be um, so for us it's about finding really great team members um, this is one of the reasons that I've uh, built my company remote uh, over the last several years we've really started to grow with remote talent so that we can find the individuals that really fall in line with the experience of the type of frameworks and products that we build um, and then also have the unique skill sets that really augment our team so uh, we have a mix of developers all the way from you know deep DevOps and network engineers, you know, all the way up to, you know, really tight uh, front end, you know, CSS, uh, you know, people that are doing that kind of design and polish of everything. Um, and so when a new project comes in, it's about understanding, you know, what they're building and then putting the right team team together for that. Um, so as we're scaling, it's really about understanding where are we, you know, kind of getting running out of resource problems is the pinching in certain areas of DevOps, of backend, of front end, you know, is it JavaScript application developers or whatever? Um, and then we find team members that are focused on that, but then have a lot of other outside experience where they could bring other value to other projects as well. As we were, we were talking about drive and motivation before we got cut off. So if we could return to that, um, you know, what are you driven by and, and what kind of keeps you going? Yeah, totally. I think um, for me, it's kind of, three factors that really uh, drive, you know, what keep me going in uh, at my business. I think one is like my own career growth. Um, I've always had uh, a, um, a, a big vision of, you know, what I want to achieve with that. And, uh, you know, building the company that I can be proud of as a founder and owner is definitely uh, something that's very important to me. Uh, another piece would be the helping of our clients and the value that we provide to businesses and entrepreneurs. and when we're able to help a business to, you know, succeed, save money, uh, you know, build a great product like that is uh, very meaningful to me and like the work that we do. And then building a really great company, uh, really good culture and something that supports my employees and helps them create great career growth for themselves and provides opportunity and flexibility in their lives. Um, so each of those factors are really uh, very important to me and help me uh, stay focused and, and keep grinding along. I think that makes sense and that's a great way to approach anything in life with somewhat of an um not a selfish intent but acknowledging that yes part of this will benefit me and help me progress and allow me to do different things but you know the people's lives that i can impact along the way are equally important uh, 100%. and um you know that's a beautiful perspective to have especially in this day and age where you see a lot of people trying to get on and trying to become somebody by you know walking over people and not realizing that um even if even if there's short-term gain if they're short-term sort of wins it, it's it's not a good approach for the long term so um, i, I want to talk to you about building relationships and um you know how you how you develop certain skills to maintain and build relationships with people regardless of who they are and what they do for you um, so I think on the one hand, our clients uh, were very 
big on building long-term relationships with their clients. A lot of other software agencies are kind of like churn and burn where they, you know, get in a project, build it as quick and as cheap as they can and get it out the door. Our engagements are really about helping our clients to build something and scale that long-term. So as we get them launched, we transition them into more of a support agreement where we uh, support them, you know, in a very flexible manner based on their growth trajectory and needs. Um, and I think, you know, creating those relationships with our clients and being there and really being focused on providing them with the most value and the most support possible, um, I think is, is what's really helped us to succeed because those clients uh, stay with us long-term and we have, you know, a number of clients that have been working with us for seven, eight plus years. Um, and, you know, so that creates a really great client base and makes it so that we're not we don't have to be a really sales and marketing driven organization and we can really be uh, focused on building great products and building relationships with our clients. And so a lot of our work comes from referrals um, or from, you know, past clients that are coming back to engage with us again. Um, and then, you know, same thing kind of goes with on the employee front of building a great employee experience and really creating a relationship with your employees where you understand where they're trying to go in their career what challenges they really like and you try to cater their work and cater their, you know, experience at your company to uh, really impact that in a positive way. It's an important business lesson as well. Um, you know, we're often taught in, in business school that you want to maintain your customer base because acquiring new customers, is, you know, it's expensive. Times, right? And uh, yeah. that's, it's an important lesson that I feel like translates into different aspects of entrepreneurship uh, especially in this day and age where you have a lot of people again referring back to the people that put their self-gain and um, higher on the sort of priority list and the impact and even a foundation that is built on loyalty trust and, and value that's being provided and you know that sort of disconnect because there's there's different ways of approaching uh, the way you conduct business and I feel like this this way, um, while it's authentic, can have its limitations. Where if you focus on the existing client or the existing clientele that you have, you may not be encouraged or may not be motivated enough to go out and seek other clients and, and seek more business because there there is a there is a stage of complacency that I feel like a lot of people reach where they have clients, they're able to pay their bills, they're able to make a little bit of money. And then they, they lose that motivation to go out and get more clients because sometimes that can be challenging. So I'm curious to hear if you ever experienced that or if you've experienced somewhat of a version of that. Um, I don't think so. I think uh, for us, it's more that the clients that we have and that relate, retaining those relationships has provided us with a really good stable base so that um, the digital service industry can be a roller coaster at times. It, it definitely very much fluctuates depending on the seasons, depending on the economy and lots of other factors like that. Uh, so being able to um, deal with that feast and famine, I think that the existing client base and investing in that value and continuing to provide them, you know, just gives us a nice stability that we can then um, better endure uh, some of the, the growth struggles of, of building an agency, a, a service business. Um, and, uh, and then also I think with software, the initial project is always a really big lift. And then once you go into more of a maintenance mode, it always drops off. So you can't sustain just solely off your existing client base, but if you can maintain those, then it, it, it makes it so that you don't drop as deep of a valley after you're done with the project. You're not like ramping up the whole team and then it all completely falls off. And so that again, it helps us 
to grow a little bit more, you know, gradually and, and stable. Um, but I do understand what you're saying. Uh, it's just hasn't been the way that, that I've outlined our growth because um, I haven't invested in growing a really big sales and marketing team. I've been investing in growing a really great development and design team, um, providing that really great service. And so our growth has been a little bit more natural, again, coming off of referrals, coming off of my own network and the work that I do as uh, doing business development. Um, and then uh, more recently, we're bringing on more sales and marketing personnel to help you know fuel the growth of what we've already kind of built. But uh, it was my decision to invest in the personnel of what we're that actually do the day-to-day -day job as opposed to investing in selling something that maybe isn't there. So uh, I think, you know, in digital services, there are a lot of opportunities for people to, you know, uh, sell something that they don't necessarily have. Uh, and that's a big concern um, that I think a lot of entrepreneurs and businesses have when engaging with an agency is like, who's actually doing the work here? Um, so I've really invested in, in the team that actually does the work and then that's gonna allow us, so now as we're starting to grow our sales and marketing, we already have a really good foundation for that. So then we're not scrambling to find resources or how are we gonna you know, uh, resource this project or anything like that. Makes sense. Uh, what would you say has been the biggest obstacle so far? Uh, with just like our business growth? Just, um, you know, being an entrepreneur in general, starting a business and maintaining uh, that environment, that ecosystem that pertains to your core values and, you know, um, wearing different hats, uh, essentially, when, when, when you first start off. Yeah, I think there's two big uh, struggles that I've had in, in our growth. And one was that I started this as a solopreneur. So this was my own consulting. I was the developer doing all the work. And that transition from doing all the work to leading a team that's doing the work it, uh, was a difficult one because a lot of your initial clients and a lot of what you build in your network is about me and the work that I do. So then all of a sudden somebody else is doing that work. And so that transition, you know, getting people to stop emailing me and start emailing a project manager, you know, like that was a little bit of a tough hurdle, you know, many years ago when, when I first, you know, started transitioning away from that. Um, and then I think my other biggest struggle is just in uh, funding a uh, digital service company. Um, I don't have partners. I started this at a very young age and um, traditional banks don't like uh, digital software. You know, they're not going to give me money uh, because they don't have, uh, it's not like a construction company where they can take all my equipment if something were to go wrong. Um, so finding, you know, that stability, finding that stability of, of funding is, was really important for me uh, to help, you know, fuel some of the ups and downs of our, of our growth.